0: This is Not Slovensko, I'm Paul Anglitsky. We're your hosts, Jeremy Hill and...
1: Anel Bautista.
0: On today's show, we'll be talking to chef and restaurateur, Brian Navarro. But first, I would like to introduce you to my co-host for today. Anel, uh, tell us a little something about yourself.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. And um, I also wanna thank you for having me here. Uh, my name, as I said before, is Anel Bautista and I was born in Mexico, but I also spent a lot of time in Austin, Texas. Uh, I arrived in Bratislava late September last year, and I came here because of my family. Uh, my husband is working here right now, and, um, but before I was living in Bratislava 10 years ago, I was working for a high-tech company, and I'm really looking forward to this new opportunity to be here in this very beautiful city, and uh, you know, very happy to be here hosting with you this program.
0: It's lovely having you. You reached out to me online with an idea for a story. What did you find?
1: Well, you know, after listening to your last podcast on homesick and being in Mexicali, I thought, you know, this is a great story about, you know, being homesick, but also reinventing yourself. And Brian is, uh, you know, is a brave Mexican, I will say, that, you know, came to Bratislava with really nothing and is coming to this country with new ideas and is taking a big risk and is starting this new concept of exporting the Mexican culture and cuisine to Mezcali.
0: Yes, Brian is an interesting and talented man. How did you come across him in this restaurant?
1: Well, I arrived in Bratislava late September last year. After a long time enduring COVID times and cooking mostly at home, I was looking forward to the idea of finally taking a break and being able to eat out, especially once I realized restaurants will be open again in Bratislava. I did not have any expectations or preferences for any eating location in particular. However, I never imagined I would encounter a surprise called Mezcali. I found out about Mezcali through social media and I was eager to give it a try. Growing up with a Mexican heritage, I was feeling homesick, and the excitement of finding a place with traditional food made me eager to go out and somehow revive childhood memories. I entered the place and right away, a big colorful Frida Kahlo Mural looked at me and welcomed me with a big smile. Hmm, I instantly got a feeling of warmth, and I thought by myself, that this place may not just be another Mexican restaurant. My family and I were seated at a table near a big window, and I could not longer ignore the Latin American music playing, the view of the people preparing drinks and food, and especially the mix of languages around the bar and kitchen. Spanish, Slovak, and English. A multicultural team working together with a common goal. To deliver a trip to Mexico through a culinary experience. I was curious about the menu, of course, and ready to take on a journey.
0: For this interview, Anel and I met Chef Navarro at his restaurant on a Monday, the only day off for this busy place. It was beautifully quiet, aside from the passing trams, which you occasionally hear throughout the interview. It is Bratislava, after all. But this is how it normally sounds.
2: Welcome to Mezcali. so this is our menu. I'm Lucia, I'm your server tonight, so I'm going to present our menu. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. We are here to help with anything, please. Thank
3: you.
0: We began our conversation talking about Brian's hometown.
3: Well, Mexico City was uh, very, very, very tough. I mean. When you are there, you don't see these things, you know. Once uh, you go out from your country, you realize how big it is, how you have available everything. You know, uh, being in countries like right now in, in, in here in Slovakia, that they are uh, smaller. They are like everything's close to you. Everything's like walking distance, like a tram distance. And uh, I don't know, when I was in Mexico, it was a long, long way to get to point B, when you were point A, I don't know. I mean, like, I never realized it, but I'm so grateful that I was born there, or I don't know, how can I say it, because I really appreciate my country now, like, yeah. in a, a big time, you know? The, now that I uh, do this for a living, I can appreciate, Ah, uh, the food, man. The food. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is something unique yeah. and, and it's uh, very to, from very easy access and cheap and tasty all the time. Right. right. And this is uh, uh, what I really miss the most from Mexico, but this is one of the things I, 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 I have with me all the time.
0: Yeah. Chef Navarro's passion for cooking is undeniable, but it did take time to blossom
3: uh i started cooking when i was around ooh, 22 i was late i was late oh, yeah. uh, um, i didn't know what i wanted to do for a living i was trying to go for like some kind of mathematician thing uh-huh. and then i realized that it might be not what i really want so i had a, like a little crisis of uh, what i want to do for a living and then i went just to one of these uh, fairs of uh, in the schools it was very close to my home mm-hmm. and they were showing this new program uh, for uh, hospitality uh-huh. and uh, it was like a 3 4 years like 3 years of like tourism hospitality and uh, culinary arts and then in the two after later years you will be like a you will um, Choose what you want from those three, and then uh, I saw the cooking, and I said, like, I don't know, I, I I liked to eat nice, to to have a nice time while I'm eating. So uh, I said, like, why not? And I found that I was very passionate about it, like, were those things that I didn't even need it to be asked or something, you know? It was just like I loved. I love it yeah so that's how i learned but i wish i could start earlier because uh i could see with other countries how the other chefs stars in 16 washing dishes or something like be more involved from the start and then right now are the big names outside in the culinary world i mean never is too late but uh i think i was i was a little bit late
0: a start wasn't brian's only challenge at the beginning Winning his parents' approval proved to be just as difficult.
3: My parents, when they saw that I wanted to cook, they were like, You don't even grab a spoon, like only for eating, you know? <laughs> and, and, and they were surprised because they saw that in this, uh, they saw the program and they had contact with the teachers and everything. They were like, Well, you need to clean, you need to dish, uh, wash your dishes, wash your uh, pots. And my parents were like, I never seen you do this at all. My, my, my dad was like super against it, Like he was like, uh, my dad is a marketing guy, and uh, he was like, how are you gonna survive? Like, uh, with cooking, like, in Mexico, the only places that make food is like, the street food, you know, like, and I don't see you like needing that career for that. So my dad was a little bit against it, but every time I talked to him, I mean, my mom was always supporting, you know, my, my dad was supporting me, don't get me wrong. But he didn't picture me until he saw me, you know. Then, like, right now they are, like, uh, very proud of me. And they didn't expect that I would skyrocket like I did right now. Like, every time uh, they were, like, they tell me good thing we didn't influence you that much, too change your, your, what you do for a living.
0: Finally, after three years of hard work, Brian received his first big break.
3: Uh, it was the last semester in university, mm-hmm. and don't know how, uh, uh, there was uh, this hotel called Gaylor Texan, uh, from Graven, mm-hmm. that came to my university to have some recruitment, uh, and then uh, there, I, uh, they just asked for people to go and um, let's see, we're going to put some people to cook and the, the best one, we're going to hire him to get him uh, a J1 visa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went there and I won and they choose me. Actually, my, I was telling uh, Anel that they would, I never worked in Mexico as a professional. I had a, a short time. Like a period of eight months that I did something, but um, my culinary professional life I started in in, in Texas. So uh, I'm glad because straight away they put me in a very high standards. They put me in a in a new world that maybe in Mexico will take me a little bit longer to find. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm very glad that they chose me. That I mean, I kind of. Get that, 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 that I want that uh, uh, interaction and participation in this uh, thing that they did at my university. And I stayed there for two years and a half.
0: Chef Navarro credits this time working in Texas for his commitment to a higher standard in his culinary pursuits as well as in his treatment of his employees. Unfortunately, after two years, he was denied a visa renewal and had to return to Mexico right away he felt restless.
3: And I ended up in the United Arab Emirates, so I uh, they took me to Abu Dhabi, um, I went there as a chef de partie for a Latino-Asian concept uh, that I fell in love in, uh, with, and this is kind of what I want to do with mezcali. It was such a quality on the products and such a quality on, on the drinks, but the, the place was packed with people because they had this Latin vibes, this uh, place to dance, and, and, and it was like, for me, it was one of the best concerts I've seen in my life.
1: Wow, this looks very interesting. Um, what is uh, chilaquiles con
2: huevo? Uh, chilaquiles is basically the most known breakfast uh, item in Mexico. Uh, is uh, the fried totopos served in the bowl. Uh, we serve it with a fragit on the top but it's very also popular in Mexico to have it with the chicken. So it all depends on your preferences. The chicken is the chilaquilas with the chicken is more or less uh, like more especially here in Slovakia like a lunch. Uh, lunch bowl but we serve it for the breakfast with the fried egg and there is the choice of uh, two sauces one is verde which is green of, from green tomatoes and uh, rojo which is the red one and that one is more spicy, so spicy as well.
0: it was this concept that later inspired mescali so after a couple of years brian returned to the united states to hone his skills and be closer to home. While in Virginia, he met his future Slovak wife and the reason for moving to Slovakia. After a few years, the young couple set off to Slovakia with dreams of education success, but life had a few surprises in store first.
3: The first year I work on a, under a job promise visa.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it, it was, nothing of this corona was, still on our eyes or something. So I do, they they helped me to get this visa and the first week of like February or March, I don't remember when it started, I think it was March. When I just got my papers, they told me you're fired. Because they couldn't, um, they couldn't like, I mean, you have a trial period in Slovakia Mm -hmm. of three months where your employer or, or or the same employee can say like, I didn't like it without any, um, like responsibility, you know? And um, they did that to me. I mean, I, uh, I don't blame them. I think it's a very tough decision to do, you know? And I understand why they did it, but for uh, for me it was very uh, difficult because I just came here, man. I was, it was just like, I came with all my dreams, all my goals. I, I want to put like my name in Slovakia and it was just like, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm not local, I don't have even like visa. I don't have like, I was like an immigrant with, with all the chances that other people have, you know? And I spent um, five months unemployed, six months unemployed. I tried to come, like my my first goal was to come to one of these big hotels or restaurants here, you know, because I wanted to keep into the line, you know, but uh, big restaurants, big hotels, uh, again, all of them they ask you to have Slovak, you know, so you can communicate with the team and uh, also Good jobs in this industry in this con- in this country. Nobody. It's not like oh, I go tonight and I find another one tomorrow. I think the chefs know that. So the good jobs are already taken.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So there's a lot of like, okay, where should I work? You know, where should I go? Uh, I was a little bit frustrated because I came from a very high end place and. I couldn't find anything. I mean, there is there's places, but everywhere was full and packed. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And then the, the thing with the COVID happened. Like, I, I was two months here, and then the first case of COVID happened. So,
0: Unemployed and lost, Chef Navarro considered moving back to the U.S., but the pandemic was raging there as well. So he took his life savings and began attending cooking courses in Bratislava. While there, he connected with another student who offered to start a restaurant with him in a mall food court in Vienna. While making tacos in this unusual location, he learned how and where to find the ingredients he needed for Mexican food, until another COVID wave sent him back to Bratislava. Not long after, however, Brian was invited to offer his expertise for a new Mexican restaurant. There he was able to make more of the Mexican foods he loved but it was still not quite like home.
3: You know, they Mm -hmm. told me we want to be attractive for the people, we don't want you to bring like people, food that people doesn't know. Even if it was a a little bit against it, I was a little bit against it because one of the things as Mexican and even better being a chef, Mexican chef is like, once you step outside from Mexico, the food is completely different. Whoever Mm you wanna call it Mexican food is, their vision or what they see from other countries, it's like really, really American influence.
0: Unfortunately, while at this restaurant, Brian felt that he was being used for his ideas and nothing more. But as fate would have it, he received some unexpected encouragement and another opportunity.
3: Funny thing, also this other, the previous concept helped me to meet a lot of people. And one of them is my actual partner in this restaurant, he's Mexican, and he told me, dude, you had the magic in your hands. You know, you, think about it.
0: Here was a chance for Brian to realize a vision he had had for some time.
3: So, uh, this was like the first thing, you know, I, I think that Bratislava is missing or has been missing of these places where you can have a good time. Pretty much people go, eat, sit down for 31 hour, and then go. Or then there's places that you sit down to get a coffee, and you just get one coffee, and you spend an, another hour there, you know? I haven't seen, or I haven't been, there's few, but I haven't been like a lot of this, like let's sit down, let's have food, let's have drinks, let's have a good time, let's listen to music. I don't know. So we're, we're starting to build this concept into this, and uh, then, of course, the the, the the Mexican food was there. Uh, I really wanted to come up with like completely different food. We have even crickets right now for the mezcales. Um, we are trying to uh, do the things that the way are meant to be. you know if we can go a little bit exotic, because Mexico for us is normal, but when you go outside it's exotic, you know. Uh, For me, it's fine Uh, with the seasons. We call it that in Mezcali, we're going to have seasons. So uh, the first season was like the introduction of the tortilla, you know, because everybody thinks about tortilla and they they even ask, uh, is it gluten-free? They don't don't know that it's 100% um, corn flour um, that is gluten-free and uh, this, because they know just, the flour tortilla, you know, because it's what is around, it's what is available for the people. So it was, I mean, Mezcal is meant to be more also like a Mexican school, you know, to to teach a little bit of uh, our culture. So uh, I'm very happy with that. I think we are achieving it. There's no forks on the tables because people is meant to eat with the hands. Many people say like, I need my forks, and then in that case we give it, you know but it's about bringing the experience, the real Mexican experience. I was
1: looking at the beverages, and I see this agua de Jamaica. What
2: is this? agua de Jamaica, basically, this is one of the agua frescas. Uh, They are very refreshing, and basically, it's just like a homemade lemonade from the hibiscus. We serve it with uh, with the ice. Uh, This is very good. Especially when it's the hot weather when you are thirsty so you can really get Like liter of it and you never have enough because it's very good Uh, and just like uh, maybe something uh, On the side like the hibiscus water without the sugar is very good for the diet so if you have like a Bikini season, and some women when we were checking a lot of videos from Mexico, uh, they were having like the diet with the hibiscus water, and it's very good and it helps so so. And plus, it's very very healthy lemonade, yeah, just for you to know. So, I would go definitely for it. This is very good. Okay,
1: then I will have the agua fresca, which is the Jamaica. Your description sounds really
0: good. Educating the Slovak public on the real Mexican experience has been an uphill battle. But Chef Navarro stays true to the food he loves. Neighbor
3: country, you know. So I said, like, when I was here, I was just like, okay, let's get ready to listen uh, for the chili con carne. Let's get, let's get ready for the burrito. Then something I learned here that it just still crushes my heart is like, why you don't do Mexican bowls? And I was just like, what is Mexican bowl? And, he, and they were like, yeah, you know, you put rice and beans and canned corn and pico de gallo and pickled jalapenos like, and then with a nice uh, shredded beef. And I was just like, wow, wow. And I was just like, it's like a kind of, like a poke, but the Mexican way, you know? It was for me, it was like a, like a crush. And people ask for it, you know, because this uh-huh. is what they've been, the few places that do Mexican food, this is what they push for you know, and uh, uh, it was kind of uh, like a very, uh, like a wake up call for me to say like, you see, you need to do this, you know. Um, I, I don't have anything against to this other uh, uh, concept that they are doing that because it's like me opening up, Slovak restaurant in Mexico and say, I'm gonna do Brinzo Bejaluški with, I don't know, with cheddar cheese or uh, normal bacon, no? I mean, I understand we don't know their product and it would be crazy for me to do something in Mexico if I don't know the culture of the product, you know? So I don't blame uh, these concepts because it has not never been here. It has never been here somebody that tells them where to go, where to guide them, you know? The few people that knows um, might see things on Instagram, mm-hmm. on, on, on Facebook, on YouTube, and there's things that, now everybody can create food, everybody has their blog, everybody has, and it's a very big uh, window for communicating, you know? Okay. So, uh, uh, it's difficult to filter that information you know, to say, okay, this is the right, this is the traditional way, you know? And uh, I don't blame them, but I say, like, it, it, it's time to put hands on, on, on the situation.
0: So Brian turned to social media with some gorgeous photos to help educate the public and entice people to come try his restaurant.
3: And the first time uh, we were discussing about this, I started, well, I think I did the first post. Yeah. because I am aware of what is happening. I have my own page. I I really, funny thing, I complain about this, but I like it, you know. Uh, I have my own Instagram. I try to have a healthy Instagram with some followers. I'm still not, like, very popular, but uh, I'm trying to do it. So when we went to the, 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 when we started, we said, like, oh, we can manage it, you know. But the first week was, like, a big bomb of, like, all of us running like chickens without head because he was so busy thank god that we, we we say we need we need somebody that do this for us so we we hired somebody he helped us for the first for the first month first two months something like this and then um, one of my good friends here in slovakia he's doing this and i remember that i really like his, his work uh, his name is Rudo, and I was just like, uh, I need to bring you, man, you have the eye, you like to also, your, your photos have like a lot of like background, you know, like behind, it's not just like, okay, let's take a photo of a taco or like, like I had the feeling that with him we could go to the same direction where we want to put mezcal, you know, there's like, he can make educational posts about what is the tequila, where it comes from. He has like an excellent eye for the photos. like this is like, this is like I say, you know. All the chefs are supposed to cook good, you know. But then the next job of a chef is to make it look tasty and nice and executed to perfection. So that's what I think, like all the photographers, you're going to be a photographer, you need to be good. Then, Then you have to have another value behind you, you know. But with him it was like excellent, you know, he comes, he loves the concept, he's passionate about the concept. He feels what we want him to feel, you know, with the food, with the drinks, with the, the, the restaurant, and, and this is like a great addition to our team. What is, what
2: is
1: this Al Pastor?
2: The Al Pastor, uh, basically if you go to Mexico, and this is also the reason why we serve these Taquitos Al Pastor, because it's the most known uh, tacos in uh, in mexico which is uh, marinated pork meat and we serve it from the from the kebab grill so the, the chefs they cut it straight to your taco in the kitchen and it's served uh, also with the fermented pineapple on the top so Many flavors, like mixed up all together, very good. I would definitely recommend this to you because this is very special Mexican thing. So when you go to our restaurant, it's a must to try the taquitos
1: al pastor. Okay, I will order that as well. Uh, what about your...
0: Uh, your of course, mezcali is more than just a pretty face. It is authentic food made with love and care that is not afraid to push boundaries.
3: I think we're like also like kind of experimental restaurant mm-hmm. like because for like I told you, for us would be like normal, but for them would be like in the start to one of the, my chef friends that came here, I gave them a tostada with full of crickets, uh-huh. like a yeah. guacamole with full of crickets, and they had i, I had a, and I posted and had like a lot of responses of my Slovak friends and like are you selling that? And I was just like, no, 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 it's just like a tasting for, like a treat. And uh, She was like, I will never eat that, you know? I mean, I'm just like, yeah, because you didn't even know how it tastes like, you know? I mean, like, uh, this is kind of, of, of funny because I really want to put, like right now, we're trying to do also like a mezcal and tequila degustation. We're planning into doing, and we are serving it with a side of crickets and larvas that uh, we're, either gonna co- we're gonna be coated in chili powder and all this stuff. So, we're going there. This kind of cricket thing is, people are a little bit scared.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, the other day even we had a grasshopper was this big and even myself, I said, okay, no, that's gonna be too crunchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you have to bring these things so.
0: But it's not just experimentation that sets Chef Navarro apart. He has a real vision for mezcali and for the future of Mexican food in Slovakia.
3: Uh, now, with the new season, or the season two, I'm going to bring new things. I'm, uh, I'm planning to do a little bit of seafood-based dishes mm-hmm. and uh, to bring a little bit of freshness to this hell in Bratislava with the weather that is going to yeah. be very hot. Yeah. So this is the menu in Mescali tacos. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with the time, I'm planning to evolve it to a more high end dishes. But for that, you need the team, mm-hmm. and you need time, and you need to be patient because uh, I think you need to know the market perfectly. There's mm-hmm. the, That's the goal with Mezcale. Yeah, To come, also to be a comfort place to be, where people say like, there is good food. Doesn't <laughs> matter what they put me in the pay. I will pay for it, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like that. Yeah. I love to, uh, if they have a good dinner and I, I, I need to pay whatever amount, I say yes. Yeah. And not just to say like, well, I pay six euros and I was just like, mm, you know, because I'm a good eater. <laughs> yeah, And I'm happy that uh, this is happening more and more over here in Bratislava.
0: Right.
2: Very typical margarita. Uh, of course, uh, when the people they don't know about like the cocktails or a lot about the Mexico, we would definitely recommend the margarita. It's basically with, uh, with the tequila, with triple sec, with the lime juice, and the salt on the top of the glass. So this is very good, a little bit bitter, so it's very refreshing. Or our second option of the margarita is also frozen margarita. And every week we have a different flavors, and today our flavor is hibiscus, so wow. that one is really good and the, the color of the margarita from the hibiscus is just amazing, so I would definitely recommend this to you.
1: Wow, actually it will be my first time trying hibiscus margarita, I think I will go for that one at the yeah. end, wow, perfect. Very good choice, I, super. Yeah, thank you, I think this is great, love the menu
2: and i um,
1: looking
3: forward to it. Yeah, again. yeah, super, thank you. So we are happy you came to Mescalia and uh, you're our guest. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, uh, it has been tough uh, to, to find my, sple- my place in Slovakia, um, because I think Professionally I grew up, I grew up American professional, you know, like working with so many people, like actually even my boss in in the Emirates was American. So uh, I'm already like my way to work. And when you come here and there's like a black and white, even the schedules are like, they call like long short week. You need to be there for 13 hours. In, a, in the day, 13, 14 hours, and when I was used to work eight hours a day, nine hours a day, have the morning, and then also have like a, a full day off, like, and then sometimes work hard. It, it, it's, it's, it's completely different, like, you know, also the, uh, the appreciation for, for, for the food is completely different. Uh, I've, I, I, I just, feel that I want to add a little bit grain of salt to the gastric in, in Slovakia and in Bratislava with bringing something completely different. I don't want to follow the rules they follow here. Uh, of course, we, want, we, we, we need to settle for what is already established, but I want to work the way I was taught, you know? Uh, and I think it's like there's a lot of space for that. I think I wanna put my, like I told you, my grain of salt and say like, I bring something different to Slovakia. I mean like, always the dream of a chef is to be one of the best. (laughs) And I think to do that, it needs a lot of compromise and sacrifice that I'm probably not willing to do anymore. But at least to put a little step on another slant and say like, look, there's, A restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, is good. Uh, I will feel happy. You know, I think I accomplish a little goal. That hopefully is not the last one. We want to keep bringing in another ways the Mexican culture in the future, like ingredients, like maybe even bringing the tortillas to the to the people. You know, to sell it for the people. There is there is there is not like a just one goal, but. We already at least uh, did what little one that was opening a restaurant, and I'm very glad that it's being accepted with the mentality of what I'm talking to you about. You know, I I don't want to do food for the people, just to to say, ah, look, it's a nice photo. No, it needs to be the real thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Because many people is scared of bringing the real thing because it's not gonna be accepted. That's why many people go for the safe, the burrito, these bowls, the tacos with uh, crunchy tortillas, uh, because they they say like, oh, this is what people know, this is what people likes. No, so no, let's break uh, these taboos and doing the right thing, the right way. I mean, it's tasty in Mexico. Why it's not gonna be tasty here? You know? Why right, why right. to be afraid of going through that way, with the with the safe safe zone
0: It was nice talking to Brian. I think his story will resonate with immigrants all around the world. Anel, what do you think?
1: Well, uh, indeed, I think, you know, the story of Brian is the story of a lot of immigrants, you know, like us. We we leave our home, we are homesick, and then we go to different lands, We some of us even cross the ocean, and we had to reinvent ourselves. We, we need to find new ways to search the meaning of life. We, we may have our families, but in our case, like Brian, like me, we are le- restless. And, you know, we want to leave some contribution, some mark to the new places that we arrive in the case of brian i found it uh, incredible that he came with this you know a ambition in a good way to to start something and i think that's the story of a lot of immigrants we we go to different countries and we try to contribute and and leave our mark and i think this is a very beautiful story and uh, you know how to you know from being probably depressed having challenges uh, being homesick, we turn some these um, not so good feelings into something positive and try to find hope you know, for, for our new lives and at the same time you know, contribute to the communities and, and enrich the new countries that we are living in.
0: And that's a nice positive note to end on. I want to thank you, Anel, for introducing me to Brian and helping out on this show.
1: No, thank you, Jeremy, uh, for the great opportunity. I really, really enjoy doing this program with you and really enjoy doing the the interview with Brian and definitely, you know, uh, Mexican food and uh, a Slovak country. I just never thought of this uh, mix, but it's really working beautifully and, you know, looking forward to to eat more of that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you to Chef Brian Navarro, Lucia, and the whole staff at Mescali. I think you're doing something very special there, and we're looking forward to what comes next. And thank you to Mariachi Sin Fronteras for allowing me to use the song Cielito Lindo for the title of the episode. I will link to their website in the show description, along with links to Brian and Mescali's Instagram and Facebook pages. I think you'll enjoy it. And if you want to hear our full interview with Brian, please visit my website at nsapapodcast.com. You can also listen to past episodes there. And if you want to support my show, please subscribe and rate it wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening.